I think the biggest point is that we're cooked, you know, 250k in and, you know, we had a little, uh, few interesting segments. We had sort of swamp, we had paddock, we rode along a, like a field, like an agricultural field. That was sort of some sort of like, it looked like cabbage leaves actually. Um, and some quicksand. So, yeah, lots of mud and like, I, I, I sort of had my, look, I had some demon periods back there and I didn't have to say anything because you already knew. But yeah, home stretch, nonetheless, it's a, still a, feels like a long way to go. Well, that was a little snippet from our episode last week, The Map to Rad, the ride with my good friend Pat Trapak from the Map Lab here in Melbourne across to Adelaide in time for the start of TDU. What a whirlwind that was and the TDU to follow a huge start to the year. Very cool to have the podcast up and running because that was, of course, our first step to kick things off for 2024. But now I have for you the first Talking Luft of the Year being brought to you by, of course, our partner, MAP. MAP is performance cycling apparel and cycling kits coming right out of here, Melbourne. But I'm back home now. I'm back into my normal routine, up with the kids early in the morning, and I'm starting my day with AG1. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should be at least simple. And that's why for the last three years, I've been drinking AG1 every day. One scoop mixed with water. I like throwing a little bit of ice into once a day, every day. It just makes me feel really good. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers a daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and lots more. It's a powerful, healthy habit, and it's also really simple. What I've really noticed also is starting my day with AG1, it really slows me down. It allows me to take time in the morning with the kids. It's not a meal replacement, but what I'm finding is if I'm having AG1 and then waiting a few hours before I have my first thing to eat for the day, I'm allowing all those nutrients to be absorbed on an empty stomach, and it gives me this really balanced energy levels to follow throughout the day. I do notice when I don't take AG1 that I'm on a different trajectory for the day. I'm sort of scratching around, I'm looking for bits of food, and my energy levels are following in suit. I'm continually up and down. If there's one product I recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership in your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash life in the peloton. That's drinkag1.com slash life in the peloton. Like I said, we're talking Luft, and if you're new to life in the peloton, you're like, what the hell is talking Luft? Well, Luft is simply referring to the air between the top of your head and your hat. You know, that little space between. Back in the old days when the pros used to just race with a cap on their head, it was all about who could perch the hat on their heads with the highest and greatest amount of look. A ridiculously rude look, I can tell you. And one of my favourites being Big Mick, Miguel Ingerain. And now here at Life in the Pelton, we're talking look. We're talking not only about how you wear your cap, your casket, your capolino, but everything to do with cycling style, culture, and whatever other silly question I can conjure up to find out more about our guests in a pretty lighthearted way. 
This week, we have my journeyman, Pat Trapak, with us. We're going to ask him all the questions, plus we're going to recap some more of that Adelaide trip. Just before we jump into it, I spoke about it last week, and I've seen lots of people have gone and joined up the Pello, the Life in the Peloton Club. That's awesome if you're one of those people who have jumped on board, and I love having you alongside me in the echelon, or if you're down the back, dangerously living in the doom line. Because this Friday, we have our first episode release of the new series, Life in the Peloton Chronicles, exclusively for our Pello members. This is a brand new series I'm doing with my old mate, Swain Tuft, and we're going to be unpacking some great topics. Our first step is going to be exploring making it to World Tour. We're going to be chatting with guys who have recently made it, guys who didn't, team scouts, directors, all trying to unearth what it takes to make that step into the fast-changing world of World Tour Cycling. If you haven't signed up, don't worry, there's still time. Whilst there's much more on offer for you, go across to lifeinthepeloton.com and sign up to the Pelo before the end of January as well, because I've got a cheeky discount there for you as well. Guys, let's get into it, and I bring you Talking Luft with Patrick Draplak. Mate, where are we? We are at the Adelaide Central Market, which is essentially uh, next to the race village. Well, I probably should have said who we're talking to. We've got Pat Trapak here again. I thought you might recognize my voice by now. Yeah, you know? that's right. I talk listen, a lot. That's it. You know, <laughs> you can't shut me up. <laughs> I, I reckon the listeners have loved hearing your voice in the last podcast. Uh-huh. So I got you back for Talking Lulf. But before we do that, we're at this amazing Sambo joint. Um, Sambo? That's the thing. We were talking about this on the way in. Sambo. Sambo. Like Sambo. Sand, Sando. It's Sando. D. D. I, I mean, look. Where I, does that come in? Because I mean, I've always been like, mate, you want a, you want a Sambo? Like, yeah, I'll grab a Sambo. Look, I think it's a it's a con, you know a condensed version of the, the word sandwich, so the D makes the most sense. I don't know where they're ripping the B from. It makes rip, total sense. I'm like, the what? Why Sambo. do I say Sambo? I, I, I kind of think it's like someone just got it wrong, and, you know, it was almost like... Getting, Me? Get, did I yeah. get it wrong or have it's, you heard that anywhere It's like else? getting the lyric to a, to, a, to a song wrong and it just like, you know, somehow starts to, <laughs> to, to sort of like roll into, you know, the, the public's vocab. But yeah, let's go with, let's go with, let's go with, let's go with Sambo right now because, you know, it's wrong. <laughs> well, this is really cool in here and I thought about recording with you in here because it's, it is really fun. The Adelaide market is it's bustling in here. Mate, tell me a little bit about like the Vic- Victorian market as well. It's really cool. The Queen Vic market, yeah. Adelaide market. You've been popping across here every day. Yeah. Like, it's fresh fruit, everything. Why do you love coming to markets? I mean, I think it's like, you know, not to, like the obvious is like just fresh, typically local produce. I think like the Adelaide market is unique as well because I think you can you can come in and not just buy food, but sit down and have a coffee and have a sando, sambo, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the quality is like, it's sick. Um, mm. I think Adelaide's known for its, its food and, and drink. Um, I mean, the atmosphere as well, people watching. I think there are like, you come for all different, a bunch of different reasons, but I've been here the last three days straight. So like, I've been going to this sandwich place and I think like, it's one of the things I look forward to every year that I come to come to the Tour Down Under. There's something different, different people like, you got market people and you got people who just go to the supermarket and obviously convenience, you know, that's that's sometimes a, a factor as well. But my mum's a massive sort of market goer. Yeah. But I think it's also just that, that interaction you get with 
you know, the, the store owner and you, you look at the produce and I get the feeling like you being a chef and, and just the way you've grown up as well. It's about seeing and feeling and, and talking to the, you know, the grower or the producer about, mate, what do we got here, you know? 100%. Where's this meat from? Tell me about these. You suss them. Mm. You suss them out. I mean, you can tell a lot on, on the aesthetic, but I think the... The kind of stall holders are, are typically pretty funny. They're funny, kooky people. Um, Creating that relationship, mate, give me two for a dollar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you hustle a little bit, you know. You want to bargain bargain them down. I think I love that kind of uh, aspect of, of markets as well. But, yeah, it's just good good energy, I think. Um, yeah, no, look, I, don't, I know everyone doesn't have the time to go down and, and uh, sort of like mosey around the, um, the farmer's market or a, a local market, but... Yeah, it's just a nice thing to do. And for me, like, you know, being a chef, I can I can get some sick produce. Mm. Um, it's, 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 it's inspiring. What about on the other side, when you were going to the farmer's markets and mm. you were selling... Oh, it's... Got some of these Sambos coming yeah, out look, now. They, oh, look, they, look, they look, look Yeah. Emily's sandwiches. I mean, so. it was wrapped up, admittedly, but, you know, <laughs> big. You know, yeah, what about when you're generous. on the other side? Uh, as a as a store owner, uh, it's it's look you're gonna be stall owner stall yeah you got you're gonna be you're gonna be on um, all Did the you time. Like the bartering, like give me two jars. Uh, to be <laughs> two jars for twenty. I actually hated it. I was like, <laughs> <"Shoot>, <laughs> let's piss off. <laughs> Just pay the price. Yeah, yeah. I worked my ass off for this. Now I think look, it's it's all part of it. But farmers markets are. Um, I mean, in Melbourne they're pretty big, and I started my business there, so it was it was a platform for me to kind of get my product out. You know, so it was a bit, just a bit of a, a marketing tool. Um, but yeah, it's good. Man. It's good energy. You meet. You never know who you're gonna who you're gonna meet as well. I think um, it's it's just a big eclectic bunch of people. So, well, we're gonna get these sandwich sandwiches or what do you sambos, and uh, then we can sit down and talk some more. Those sandwiches were so good. Seriously good, right? What'd you go for? I went for the ham, pickles, cheddar. But it doesn't, like, that description doesn't really... It was so thick. Do it justice. It was probably about five centimeters thick. It was sort of ham steak almost. Like, just layers of shaved ham. But it was damn good. Heaps of olive oil, salt, well seasoned, Mm. good bread, crusty. Nice canotto. A little canotto. we got a little seat at the bar too, mm. you know, the little rare seat. Like you said, it's a dying breed. You don't see that much sort of stuff in Australia anymore. It sounds like in Italy, it's still like that way. 100%. I think, look, sandwich places, are, I think sandwiches are pretty like, you know, in Melbourne, they're, they're a thin. I mean, of course, you can always get a sandwich, but I think, you know, it's a new trend that I'm, uh, that I'm seeing. But that is... Mm. That is better than what we've got. I got the suppressor one too. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, suppressor. I got some smoked mozzarella on there. It was delicious. You had some little olive paste. We went half-half. Yeah, true. I, you know, I, fi- I thought that you had a bit of food envy, so mm, I shared it. I, I kindly offered you a half. <laughs> let's do this talking lump. Let's, let's chat about it. Caps, capolinos, mm. caskets. Mm. Pat, how do you wear your cap? What sort of style do you have? Uh, I would go cap front down, forward, forward brim down. down, brim down. No, no other iterations. Not backwards. I think, I think in the past I would have I've tried the backwards thing and just you know within minutes turned it back around because felt don't write wrong. It. It's wrong. 
Yeah, I like. What about him back in the day? If you could have raced, mm. no helmet, what would you have sold been? Would you have done like a sausage helmet? Would you have done like a headband? Would you have just done the Capolino? Maybe just hair. I reckon. I reckon nothing. I reckon just raw dog. Because you don't ride with glasses either. Yeah, I don't. I don't so like. You raw dogged it. I'm a, I don't like watches. I don't like glasses. I can't. They feel. Yeah, they feel really uncomfortable. So I reckon I would have. I've got re- actually got really curly hair. So potentially could have had long, curly hair. But I like to think that I'd have a, a clean-shaved head n- with nothing. Oh. Uh, the, the raw dog look. <laughs> Rude, I like it. <laughs> you still shave your legs or you let them go long? Uh, religiously. Shave. Shave. Like, Always have, even through that time when you weren't riding? I remember when I first shaved my legs and I was 12 and I was sort of confused as to how the razor worked and I was trying to like get the hair out of the razor with my fingers oh. and like you know how your event like the cuts take a little a minute to, to come through and I had all of this like blood coming from my fingers so that was my Experience. introduction but look it didn't scar me I'm still I do it I do it every week and you always have even always. through that, that gap when you weren't riding much forever yeah cool. I, 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 I reckon max two weeks just like the feel yeah what about baggies or tight kit on a road bike? What's your opinion there? Nothing to talk about. Baggies. Oh! You mean like just... just T-shirts ca- t- and casual oh. clothes. I think maybe let me... Or it's got to be only cycling kit. All right. I would... Put, yeah, baggies. I can't... I, I don't like the tight feel. I barely like to wear oh. skin suits. Oh, see, um, I thought you were going to go the other way. I thought nah. you were going to be like, nah, road bike's got to be kit. Oh, uh, like, nah. I, I think I'm, I'm a... I like comfort. Mm. I like comfort, and I. Some uh, may argue that baggies on a bike is more uncomfortable than kit. Well, look, I, I'm I'm imagining really comfy baggies. So, oh, yeah. like, you know, I'm not going to wear uncomfy baggies <laughs> on a road bike. <laughs> I mean, Probably that's going to wear uncomfy baggies ever anyway. Well, yeah, no, that's that's, oh, a, that's, a, dumb, that's a dumb question. So man. <laughs> so uncomfortable though. Next question. <laughs> Bikes. RMG. <laughs> Bike. Road bike, Ooh. mountain bike, or gravel bike? Uh, One bike forever, what would it be? Even though I have dabbled and am really enjoying gravel, it's got to be road mm. forever. I'm a th- I think I'm a bit of a traditionalist. Um, I love the road. I love road bikes. Mm. Road bikes. Mountain- I don't even think I'd know how to ride a mountain bike, actually. Mm. Really? Yeah. You'd like it? That's what everyone tells me, but I'm, you know, I don't really, I don't think I have the capacity to learn. We're just sitting here. Sorry, I didn't say to everyone. We've moved out of the market. We're sort of grabbing a quick coffee on the edge of the market here. Pretty nice. Pretty nice day uh, here in Adelaide today, isn't it? It's really nice. It's like mid twenties. Um, the race is on right now. We're not. We're missing it actually. Yeah, I think we'll catch. The, we'll catch the end of it though, which is uh, the best bit. But yeah, the market. We're sort of just on the outskirts of the market now. But it's. A, it's. What's your opinion uh, of Adelaide, Tour Down Under, the whole uh, shebang? I mean, should people travel interstate, inter internationally to come? I mean, look, I don't. I think I'd be really criticised to say no, but I think it's a, a really cool. It's a really cool event. Um, I think the like Adelaide is almost like a big country town, mm. um, and that has its pros. I think it's like which are. Well, everything's relatively close mm. in terms of proximity. It's pretty um, easy to get around. E- real easy to get around. Yeah, it's Good still grid. got a city vibe. Totally. You get the best of both. You get a b- um, And the grid. The grid is relatable to Melbourne as well. What's uh, the negatives then? Uh, the negs. I think that 
Look, the the drivers can be a bit hit and miss on the roads. Um, Big Grandpa-y. Yeah, very little, a little, a little. Um, what's the word? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like just a little, a little, a little bit of abuse, a little bit of abuse. Mm. riding. not like Melbourne. Melbourne City is beautiful. Nah, I've never, never copped anything. <laughs> never copped anything in Melbourne. Um, no, look, it, on a whole, I would definitely recommend. Uh, it's a really, really cool event. Um, it's just an easy. It's actually just an easy, easy city. Mm. It's an easy one to do. Um, I mean, sh- shit. The black community is pretty small. Like. So many recognizable faces, and yeah, almost like it's a good catch up. A lot of a lot of nostalgia, a lot of throwbacks, and and a big catch up. So uh, and sick riding too. You're in the hills in two seconds. Do you have a Strava account? No, I think I I actually rode next to I rode next to a coach uh, recently, and he was like, "Oh man, you'd be a nightmare to coach." (laughs) And. so I don't have a coach. You are have- old school. You got no speedo. I, I actually completely forgot about that. I didn't even need to ask you that a question. Clearly don't hunt comms. You'd be good at hunting comms though. I like to think that I have a few unofficial comms. Like there are definitely... Oh, mate, everyone likes to think that. No, I... I well, uh, I've got heaps of unofficials out there. Yeah. I Hundreds. <laughs> well, I've definitely ridden with people who have got comms and been ahead of them. So <laughs> okay. let's put it that on way. On the hunt. Yeah, on the hunt. Yeah, and right. I'm like, all right. No, I'm I'm a I'm a like, I'm a raw dog guy. <laughs> it's like seeing a bird over there. It's like if I had a gun, I could easily kill that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I I kind of um luck like I'm really grateful to have not been uh been vict- fallen victim to a to com hunting. I'm uh I prefer to try and win a race, which is difficult enough. But um yeah, mm. nah, no I Strava, like no Strava. Favorite loop? That one loop out there that you love, you just, it's something that's got something for you. People need to go and do it. Explain the loop. Someone out there is going to know what you're talking about. Run us through your favorite riding loop. I would have to say the very close to home in, in Melbourne, uh, the Q Boulevard. Yeah. Just riding up and down the Q Boulevard. I, I think it's like, you know, you, what, two, three k's from the city next to the, like the Yarra Bend and the Studley Park. Call it, like the Studley Park. Um, boathouse. The boathouse. It's essentially like a 13, 13K up and back loop. No traffic lights, undulating. Um, and I think in the middle of a city, that's a pretty amazing... It's a really good call, mate. Um, amazing road. And I have, you know, well, I've literally spent... I've done five. I've done a 24-hour ride on the Q Boulevard before. That's how much I, I love that road. That was actually an amazing adventure. Why'd you do that again? Um, it was a. It was the the first um, anniversary of my brother's passing, and uh, it was also a like a COVID year, and you know we effectively couldn't ride further than five k away from our our house. The idea was to do something epic, either like you know we wanted to run a race, which is um which now exists, um, but. Yeah, I wanted to do something epic and basically hadn't touched a bike in six weeks. And uh, I just used the, the old mental training to, to get me across the line. But it, it, it rained for about 12 hours. <laughs> like there was funny little, like, you know, the public toilet was closed. It was all locked up because of COVID. Oh, so I had, no. to get, I had to get pretty creative, um, just like yourself on <laughs> our ride up to Adelaide uh, on how to go to the toilet. But... Yeah, it was it was a real interesting. Those those early hours are the most interesting. I'd say from like one a.m. till four. <laughs> Saw some funny stuff. Saw some very funny things. A rider comes towards you. What's your gesture? 
Uh, acknowledge always. What? Hard head nod or just a little wink? I you just do, do like a tiny wink. I, I like it's to like do. He saw that. Even the yeah, the eyes. Your little <laughs> bit of uh, little bit of eye lift. Oh, yeah. Like wait. eyebrow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that can be enough. I think as long as there's no some, hands off the bar. I mean, uh, finger. Look. Little finger off the hood. I'm not picky with that stuff. I think as long as there is an acknowledgement, it's fine. And it can be just acknowledgement of the eyeballs. Oh, um, nice. but, I, <laughs> but, you know, if I know someone, I'll... Hand and name. Oh, hey. Yeah. yeah. Bit of an eye. Oh, you see, Kez. Hey, Kez. Yeah. How you yeah. going, buddy? Nah, nah. Good to see you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Have a good day at work. Yeah, I got to go a bit faster than you, man. I'll see you later. Uh, no, no. I'm a waver. Hopefully. I mean, look, sometimes when you're in, the, you're in state and you're just in your groove, you just... I, I might have missed someone along the way, so I'm po- I apologise if I have. Best bike of all time. What's that one bike out there? You've had many bikes mm. over your time riding. What's that one bike that you just love? Colnago C40. Ooh. I think, uh, I mean, I have a... We- have you still got that? No. I mean... You raced on that as a young guy, didn't you? I did. I did. I think it was the, fir- it was the first carbon bike that I rode, and it was... Pretty, uh, pretty flash at the time. Still is. I think it's now. You know, obviously, it's a collector's piece now. Still rides so good now. Those bikes. It's They're just timeless. Yeah. Colnagos are timeless. Um, the C40. I know um, our friend Will Walker has a very a mint. Uh, I think it's the Lombre edition of the C40. Uh, and the Rabo one. Or the or the oh, Rabo one. Yeah. It's one or the other. But um, yeah, I'm a sucker for Colnago. They just suck it for I love the fact that because most people speak about that stuff, not many have actually ridden, you know, race on their bike. Like I, I love the C forty two, but I never rode on one. It's just like an old bike that I got later on. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. actually used it for its purpose. In its peak. Yeah, in its peak. In its peak. Yeah. Yeah. That with um Campy. Campy record. I mean, some iteration of Campy. They gotta go the combo. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Culture. Favorite race. Uh, favorite race that I can contest would be again close to the close to my favorite uh, ride Wednesday teardrop criterion oh the teardrop We're, gets a shout out yeah big teardrop run by Hawthorne Cycling Club it's sort of like it's run uh, every Wednesday Eve and yeah I know a lot of I reckon a lot of people in Melbourne would probably uh, feel the same and um a race that I, I couldn't do that I love to watch would be the Giro. Mm. I think that's... I'm always... Yeah. Most beautiful race in the world, they say. Well... Until you've done it. I mean, yeah. How, yeah, <laughs> You can speak on this, actually. I think watching, it is uh. serious spectacle. And recently, it's like watching the breakaway try and get away is like... <laughs> It's the best thing because it's also early. So, like, you know, we have to watch races in the wee hours of the morning. So, if you get some good action from, like, 10 p.m., you're like, this is sick. Yeah, so I would say the Giro. I'm part Italian too, so a little patriotic. (laughs) Favorite rider of all time? Would have been mentioned, said over and over. Um, I mean, I think it's it's always been Pantani and Ulrich for me. I find it really hard to, to choose one right now. Can I mm. can I That's go? Can That's I a go really good double? Shout. Yeah. yeah, double. If you squeeze a second in the Pantani Ulrich. Oh, yeah. I'll let you do that double. Okay, it's a good combo. Thank you. Appreciate that. Favorite rider right now. I mean, again, obvious. I think Pogacar. Nice. Just Why? So dynamic, um, exciting, kind of. Look, I, I wasn't around when, when Merckx was racing, but I imagine that's what it was like to watch Eddie Merckx. Mm. Um, 
just versatile. Look, he won Tour of Flanders last year, and you know he's he's contesting Grand Tours, and I don't know, just a real racer. I think that's like you know, and and look, I've never met the guy, but uh, seems like a nice guy. I'd love to have a little espresso and and pick his brain. But yeah, I think I think the Pog. Mm, nice, I like it. War story, mate. That one day, that was just got out of hand. Things got a bit messy on the oh. bike. One day, I'm sure you've just sort of conjuring it up right now. War Oofed. story. What's Oofed. that one day you're just like, oh, that bloody day. Let Man. me tell you about it. That, I mean, look, maybe we just had that day like <laughs> seven <laughs> days ago. Just <laughs> created fin- a new one. Our final, our final day uh, riding into Adelaide. Just, I think the heat, I was... In high, like I was had serious heat stroke. Tell us then, what what day was it? The last day coming in. We rode uh, from Keith into Adelaide. Mm. Um, it was just over what 300, 310 or so k's. I think I was just keeping it together as well as possible, but I couldn't. You know, on those gravel roads, the white gravel or the sort of, and it was just the glare was insane I don't wear glasses so you know I know it's my fault but I was like I had to close my <laughs> eyes for like three or four seconds and then open them just to make sure I, I didn't crash and so I just did that for ages and I didn't tell you I was just like alright just get through this next section um, didn't end there though did it nah it was <laughs> it was really look it was I, I've had a few I've had a few days that actually one that just comes to mind was a day we went to do Omeo Return. Oh, so wow. up in Bright. Which so from is Bright. From Bright. And it's a big, I think, you know, it's a big day. It's, let's, let's call it 200, but it's a lot of climbing. You go straight up over Hotham. So it's 30K climb up. And then the descent into Omeo is like, I mean, the ride back up to Hotham from Omeo is brutal. I only hope that you had a tailwind up there. Man, I, that was the least of my worries. I was, it was so cold and... I was with some friends and we were just, you know, typical, like, doing the PM the PM shift, like, just toying with daylight, etc. <laughs> and it got really cold and I was, push- I was pushing some of them up the hill. <laughs> and I remember having this thought, we were like, we're still 10K from the top of Hotham and had to go down. <laughs> still 10K? Still 10K. On a climb, which is ages. And it was so cold and I... It's going to get colder. I was exactly so. I was uphill. I was like shivering, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. I don't think I can go down. I think I'm really in trouble here. And um, I started to panic, and like I had that. I think everyone has had that moment where you're like, oh shit, I've I've actually cooked this one. Somehow, miraculously, uh, friends that I was staying with had the good sense to to drive up and check on us. Oh, and. I no contact. They just no contact up. at all. And I got in the car and I passed out. I remember that. You wouldn't have made it. No, I wouldn't have made. I was I was screwed. But why wouldn't you have just tried to stay at Hotham then? I would have. I would have got I, creative with with yeah. with that. I would have knocked on a few doors. No regrets though. Always, never, never any regrets. We're just having espresso, like I said. So let's talk a little bit about you. And the first question is, what coffee do you drink? Uh, only espressos. Single, double, triple, quad? All of the above, depending on the context. Uh, most commonly double. Double espresso. Straight up in the morning. Times two. Doppio. Doppio times doppio. Nice. <laughs> I like it. How's the order go down? Places that I go to, I don't. they just they see that I'm coming and they know what to do. Start grinding. They start, yeah. That's it. 
BWS, beer, wine, or spirits. One, what's your what's your poison? Mm, look, I would say it'd have to be beer. Just the quenching, the quenching um, element of beer. But all context, like a good wine is next level. Nothing to talk about. But I'd say the the beer is the more constant of the uh, and the spirits. Like I don't nah. Nothing. You're not going to just have like a get home, pull the vodka out of the freezer, they, take, nah, a, take not, a shot? A bit of ouzo, a grappa. A grappa. I would, get into I, ouzo. I'd, yeah, grappa, ouzo. I do that actually. When do you have grappa? Actually, I had a, had a period you, where I, this is going to sound bad, like I you have, a, have some sort of drinking problem, but I would occasionally have it in the morning with a- Coffee? My coffee, yeah. You're full eye tie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> thank you. Uh, no, I, I would do that. Yeah. And, and and it was just a little extra, you know, little booster, <laughs> extra little booster. I think I think working in kitchens has really corrupted my, my diet and my, you know, everything. So, like, you do what you have to do to get, get through the day. But, yeah, that's my combo. But uh, I had a thought before. Um, BWS, beat it. Was it so? Was it beer? No, or was I was thinking about spirits. Oh no, it's it's beer. It's okay. beer. But um, I had a question for you. The eggs. Would you go boiled, poached, or fried? One soul forever. For, forever. Probably poached. Really? Forever. Well, I probably eat like I, gooey. No, I probably eat watery. more boiled. Yeah. It's just so boiled, probably because you can do more with boiled. Yeah. So you never you never just determine what amount of boilage <laughs> because you can essentially do it you can do essentially a poach with a semi-soft boil cracker open precisely chuck it on the toast precisely. or you can just do the full hard grey it I like I, I don't mind the grey um, I'm a <laughs> yeah. fan of the grey but anyway 26 I, minute boil man just set and forget just come back and be like make sure the you know you haven't burned the house down that's all CCC cheese oh. chocolate or cake. Oh man, you've, this is a this is a really hard one, but definitely chocolate. Um, cheese isn't chocolate, but uh, chocolate. I'm. I think my friends will laugh at this question because they're like, they're like, I've never seen anyone eat chocolate like you. <laughs> like I eat it like and cheese for that matter. I'll eat it like like an apple, you know. <laughs> like so, get get rid of these little thirty gram portions at restaurants, and I see the cheese. I'm like, ah, this, this is dumb. Give me the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> What's chocolate then? Are you doing like the full dark, like ninety nine point nine percent cocoa? Look, I'm I'm. The dirt stuff. I, I lean. I, I don't do the dirt, but I lean on the dark. <laughs> okay. I lean dark, and there's just a lot of seventy percent action around. Um, so I'd say around that mark, like a 68, 70. Once you go ninety nine, you go back to seventy. It's like oh, eating, it's like having it's milk like, chocolate. <laughs> it's like having a, a block of sugar, isn't it? Yeah. Look, I actually I've dabbled in 90, 95 for a bit, but um, I was just kidding myself. I really <laughs> it's wanted. Just oh, it's just too bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a cross-training exercise? Anything else you do than ride? Gym a lot. I've always played different sports. Played soccer for many years, tennis. Not to sound arrogant, but I was good at lots of different sports. So I played heaps of different sports and I eventually had to pick something. But yeah, I love doing other stuff. I tried running, but I think I fit the classic story of just overdoing it too quickly and then injuring myself. But I would, I think moving forward, gym or Pilates, gym and Pilates, I would mm. say. Gym and Pilates. Best on bike food. Interesting. Doesn't have to be like a, oh, whatever. All right. I would say that, well, there was a period where we would take like roasted potatoes in a bit of foil 
just heaps of heaps of like salt and, and oil just from like the dinner the night would before you, would you of, cut the potato and, and put the oil and salt in the middle or would you just I'm talking like the leftovers ah. kind of thing from like you know a roast or whatever that so you got like like wedged potatoes yeah it's cut, salty fatty I think that's, that's chuck it in a foil and in the foil and if you're if you you know you're sweating a lot you got a little bit of heat through there too the body I w- microwave I would say that um, and then my favorite combo of when I'm you know when I'm pretty buckled would be chalky milk or a Snickers and a Coke mm. that's that's a yeah that's winning best pre-race meal at one meal, you're like, yeah, I need Ooh. this. This is going to set me up perfect for the race. Mm, interesting. Um, but you like. I honestly mix it up all the time, but I would say like... What's your go-to? All right, early morning, I do porridge. Porridge, some fruit. You know, I make. I don't torture myself. I'll put some spice in there too and, you know, actually enjoy it. Okay. Porridge, I would say... Like, I find, funnily enough, like I find like pasta can make me feel a bit bit too bloated mm. so some sort of rice concoction uh, rice even some like broccoli that kind of vibe like I'm a big that. sort of like risotto-y stew thing or? Uh, I, I would do with I would I would do that but um, like if I was if I'm taking my race really serious I'd probably go rice some bro- broccoli maybe some I don't know maybe some tuna just to that, just ki- that, kind, of, that kind of food just <laughs> stew it all up <laughs> yeah something like that last one mate What's the best thing about riding a bike for you? You've done it over these years. You had some time away, but you got drawn back. It drew you back. Why do you love riding a bike? Probably a cliche, but just a a meditative process. Moving forward, you know, I I hope to ride my bike to connect with people, um, to travel. I think that's been like a really cool thing to happen to me. It's like, you know, I'm I'm here because of we rode over and, Mm. and I'm on this holiday. Uh, because of that I think it just yeah I met my you know I met my fiance because I rode up to Byron and yeah I think that travel that travel aspect but yeah cycling is just um, I think I have had a I've got the life the lifelong bug you mm. know and uh, I'm glad I found it mm. awesome mate thanks, thanks for coming on the pod thanks Mitchie thanks for the trip <laughs> cheers mate Ciao. Well, there we have it, guys. Talking Luft, another great one. I love talking with Pat. I love traveling with him across Adelaide. Lots of fun. Good to reconnect with him over those 30-something hours, plus head down to the markets and grab some food and just sort of hang out in Adelaide. It was really cool over there, really busy. A big thanks goes out to our partner, Map, who are putting this project together with us this year. We're exploring these different adventures and bringing you all these great stories. Love working with them on and off the bike as well. The Life and the Peloton team doing amazing work behind the scenes to bring you these episodes too. Guys, like I said at the start of the app, if you're not a Pelo member, I don't know what you're doing, get across and sign up because that episode is dropping this Friday. Plus, there's a lot more stuff as well. Go across, have a read, check it out yourself, and then sign up as well too. Until next week, guys, if you're seeing me on Friday, have a listen to that in the Pelo. Take it easy. I'm Mitch Docker. Cheers. That iconic music in this episode was composed by none other than the legend, Pete Shelley. Cheers, mate.